0: Hello beautiful people, good morning to you, good afternoon to you, good evening to you, good night to you, depending upon what country you're living in, what time zone, and what continent you're living in, wherever you are. Much more happiness, much more joy, much more abundance, and good knowledge coming your way to make things better for you. After all, my goal here at Ask Ali Podcast is to empower your inner self very important task to achieve. Thank you so much for listening to Ask Ali podcast. Thanks for being part of it. And thanks for spending a part of your day with us. Please like, subscribe and comment and ask questions. If you have any special questions, we'll be glad to answer those questions. Let's get to the topic today. And today's topic is verbal and physical lust destroys everything. So, what is that? Why does that thing destroy everything? Is it that dangerous? What is it? So, if you speak English language, I'm sure you will understand what the lust is. From the dictionary, the meanings of lust is a very strong sexual desire An example is he knew that his lust for her had returned Okay To have an instance desire or need crave specifically to have a sexual urge that is lust so why is lust bad or is it bad I'm not going to get into is it bad or is it good because this conversation is about lust will kill everything for you and what do I mean by verbal and physical lust Verbal means we talk lust. We look at people and we lustify our thinking by looking at them. Then we lustify our conversation by talking about that person. And that leads into physical lust. That means we are actually with them having sex or having intercourses or touching and feeling and You know, getting all baffled up into sexual activities. If you know any other process that I'm talking about, other than that, you're welcome to share that. That's the human process. I see. Brain desires. Tongue talks about it. So it's not just one thing. It's it's a mechanism that gets in place and goes to work. And if you are somebody that does not have the right controls for your brain and heart and your desire, chances are you just go through that emotion every day over and over and over again. And you will be going through that your lifetime. It doesn't matter gender, sex, orientation, age, color creed how old how young it's just the same thing I will give you a great example of lust and I condemn that completely like grown up people raping children you know sodomizing children raping little girls and boys so that's That's the ultimate product of lust. Other than that, there should not be any physical attraction to those boys and girls from grown-ups. Because that's a condemnable act. And those people should be, and they always are, punished in the court of laws for a long time. In the United States, people get jailed. And they can stay in the jail depending upon how serious the crime was. And it just burns me to understand how serious. Why don't we understand this This is an ultimately serious crime, you know, to touch a child and destroy their life. That's one thing. But that is the product of lust. It's no kind of if, if affection or love or anything else. It's the lust. Same thing. Imagine yourself talk to women, men, uh, obviously we're talking about human beings, and your own driving emotion behind everything else is lust. Did you know that you will never ever have a great, juicy relationship with anybody? Because lust is something temporarily that occurs, you act upon it, and it just vanishes into thin air. That's what the lust is. And you go for the next one, the next one, the next one, and next one after next one. That's how this lust, lusty journey happens for you. How many times you can do that? How many times you can destroy and rebuild? How many lifetimes you have? How many things to destroy you have? Why to destroy things? Why? Why not build? You know, the point to be understood is as bad as lusty lifetime behavior is, on the flip side, lust is also important for your relationship. If you don't have a relationship that has a lusty aspect, then relationship becomes very mundane. Since we are talking about sexual only, it becomes mundane, becomes mundane. It will not be any attraction in the relationship. So, let lust. understand it like a knife, okay? A knife that you can cut onions with, tomatoes with, you can also cut your finger with. I think that that explains that idea. So, having that lusty behavior out here in public and everywhere, you know, and I've done so much research in human behavior and development that I can immediately understand what, what these people are going through and what these people are doing and how long they can do it or how this affects, what are the side effects of that, all that stuff, you know. That is just really important to understand. Now, here is another explanation about lust. Lust is a psychological force producing intense desire for something or circumstances while already having significant amount of the desired desired object. Lust can take any form, such as the lust for sexuality, libido, money, or power. It can take such mundane forms of the lust, too, for the food, you know. And also need for the food or lust for the indulgence. When one is lusting for a particular smell, that brings back memories. It is similar to, but distinguished from passion. And that passion propels individuals to achieve beyond their goals, while lust does not. So that's the problem with the lust. Lust and passion, those two words, they go side by side. One destroys, other one builds. And I see so many people, so many people, they're destroying their relationship. They're destroying their lives. They're destroying their, you know, lusty behavior out there only produces more lusty behavior. And that also entices you with other other things like drinking, smoking, having fun, let's have fun, all those things. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not here to knock people drinking, okay, or anybody. You do whatever makes sense to you, and obviously you have a system to support yourself. I'm just doing my job here to invite you to a better, passionate life, where you can really create things that are tangible, lasting, and more enjoyable. And it's not going to cost you anything more than it's already costing you now. Actually, it's costing you more. Being lustful life. And the difficulty with that is, more lusty you are, farther back you stay in life. More lusty you are, farther away you stay from life and good people and good situations and right desires and right things that you can create. So I mean, pretty much uh, all cultures they recognize uh, lust, and like in uh, Judaism. They call evil inclinations, and then that is lust. You know, and even Christianity, you know, the word "lust" translate to the a bad word, and you have heard it so many times and said it so many times in the Testament that it became such an ordinary word. That nobody cares about that. In English-speaking countries, the term lust is often associated with the sexual desire. Probably because of this verse. However, just as the English word was originally a general term of desire, the Greek word also came in place and also was a general term of desire too. LSJ, that's what it is. Lexicon suggests set one's heart upon a thing, long for, covet desire and glosses for LSJ. Which is used in the verses that clearly have nothing to do with uh, sexual desire. So, We are predominantly talking about sexual desire and why it's so dangerous to be lustful. Because it costs you everything. The money, the energy, the peace of mind, the time, the looks, not only destroys for you and also destroys for other people too. So it's nothing but destruction, smokes and fires, nothing else. And the duration is not long with that one. This is a very short-lived emotion. Even the action after that is very short-lived. You cannot build anything lasting ever. Here it is. So most polarized and most defined meaning of lust is pretty much from religions. And they have directly connected this word to sexual ad- activities. They did. In essence, this word lust did not have that connotation. It will address more than sexual and everything else that included, I'm, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But it has to be religions that confined the lust to the sexual approach. Why? Because lust also applies to the money. Unfavorable unfavorable approach to the money and religions they keep it shielded they don't want people to think about that because the men and women behind religions they have that target in their mind and they keep it under the sheets nobody can see that and keep addressing the sexual lusty aspect of this world and I believe that's the biggest disfavor to this word. And this word never got the complete opened up daylight exposure where people can understand that. Because other aspects of this word that it covers, they are being kept from people. And bombard people with the ideas and uh, approaches and demands that you should not be operating lustfully. Where if you look at the reality of the religions and people and characters behind them, their stories are otherwise. You do your own research. I'm not against any religion. I'm talking about things that affects human beings, people. It doesn't matter who religion, what religion and who's doing what, who's God's uh, man or woman. That's not my question at all. See, it just bothers me and pains me deep down in my heart. Why humans have to go through this? Why cannot be these problems solved? And people that are in a position to solve these problems for people and guide people in the right direction, why can't they do that? That's exactly my point is, and I've reached to the bottom of this point, that their objectives are different than what they're presenting you with. They want you to believe this. But inside operation they have is such cowardly orchestrated where lust is in place for sexual needs. Lust is in place for money needs, things needs, anything that you do overly, you know, lusty way. And you'll find that in religious practices. Unfortunately, that's that's true, you know. And rest of that, you can do your own um, research. And if you're a pastor or any other religious leader, I have nothing to do with you, so I'm not knocking you. Just kind of like you know, do your own inventory and see where you fit, and you can quietly fix that problem if you got it. You don't need to knock people down. So. I cannot leave you without giving you a proper solution to this problem. Where lust is not your main thing. You're not driven by lust. Sexual lust. Lust money-wise. Or anything that kind of like controls you. And these, these are two main ones. You can just create your own. You know, like, okay, this is also lustfully. Thinking about this and thinking about that. And having so much... Uh, possibly created and gained and still wanting some more, you know. And uh, the danger in that is even lusty behavior, the sexual talking, I'm talking about sexual, that gets you nowhere in life, okay. You just keep creating more and more and more emptiness within your mind and heart and more emptiness you have, more you want it, more you're doing it, More you breaking the uh, rules, and more you distancing yourself from yourself. That's the atrocity and drama of human life. And uh, I would like to see that end. Because you deserve much more. We were designed to be a creator and, and powerful minds, and inventing and reinventing and innovating things instead of, you know, getting stuck with this kind of stuff, you know, where we can't even survive the lusty attitude about life, sexually, financially, or any other way you can apply. Let's look at this word as a universal word that fits everywhere and see how many versions you can create and understand. And all these versions that I'm talking about is only about understanding, It's not about reinventing the wheel and something like that. It's just the understanding so we can operate better and we can create better things. Okay, since we cannot be lusty about life, relationship, money, everything else, so what is there that will be your driving force? If you're guessing it, guess no longer. That word is called Passion. Passion on the other hand is such a thing that when you do something passionately, passionately then it comes from your heart and it goes for the greater good for other people and yourself because good only creates better good and it's good for greater good. It's good for you it's good for other people, and it's good for greater greater good. That's what it is. And the passion, you know, if you compare these two words, face-to-face, body-to-body, and really kind of like, uh, I invite you to investigate mentally and physically, do some readings and, and see if I can um, get you in that direction, you know, where passion is your main element in your life, and you're gaining, achieving all kinds of peace, money, gratifications, you know, marital joy, relationship joy, business joy, financial joy, you can create all that without being lusty, okay? But the hardest thing is to really recognize yourself, because we all go through that process and there has to be a stopping point somewhere where your lustful life stops and passionful life starts. Think about it. Please leave messages, ask questions. Thanks for being part of Ask Lee podcast and uh, look deep, dig deep, see if you can get the point and make things better for yourself. This podcast is for people that are sick and tired of mundane lifestyle and the mundane thinking and all this inertiated thinking is it's for them people. It's an attempt to get you out of the box. Once you are the box, you will never go back in the box. Till next time you take care of yourself, your family and everybody else. Good luck. Goodbye.